0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hirons, and today this podcast is brought to you by Blue Deer Design. Today on the show, we have hand lettering guru Ian Barnard. Ian is known for his lettering, specifically on random objects, and also using random objects to do the lettering, such as broccoli and beans. If you do enjoy this episode, please do share on social media, share the love, tag at Creative Waffle. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the podcast thank you
1: for having me thank you for having me i feel honored to be on your podcast
0: yeah it's, i mean it's good, it's good to speak to you I, the first time I, someone recommended your name to me was at creative self actually and uh, they said oh, you should have ian barnard on i was like okay who's who's this and he's a like, hand letterer yeah he, he's really awesome to talk to he does his own podcast and, and, that. and yeah and i looked you up and i was like wow this, this is amazing work uh I, I haven't really spoken to many hand so i was like, I was like yeah let's, let's get on let's get them on the show and we've finally made it happen so yeah really happy to have you on it uh thank you could, could we start with a bit about yourself a bit about your background just a quick sort of overview for people who don't know yeah
1: so i'm i suppose i'm a, a designer by trade i went to it was the only thing at school i was good at that and maths for some reason but i was not really into maths um but i went off to Oh yeah, I still like I left left school not knowing what I wanted to do, so I went. this like a multi-media course, and I did photography, video, radio, light and sound. But and one element in that was graphic design, and that was the thing. I like out of all the things that seemed to be the subject that I felt I gravitated towards the most, and maybe my skill set matched up with that. So I just sort of pushed and followed out and went off and did like graphic design and illustration uh degree um what degree no diploma degree too fancy <laughs> uh <laughs> what i did and uh so yeah left there and managed to get a job so sort of quite soon after that which was quite good but i was like an art worker which is like the i suppose someone who just like a typesetter so it would be changing text of fixture cards for school sports stuff so like updating it to the current date so nothing designery it was all mainly here's the design just change and update the details and that was like it for ages and then but i had points where it was sometimes a bit quiet and i taught myself web design i taught myself illustrator um and photoshop and stuff like that and so once and i got more creative with jobs and it was and the design agency I was with there was also a printer so I got that side of thing which was really helpful but I stayed there for like seven years and then I left there and I got a part-time job working on a magazine and that meant I could start building my freelance career but then it took like another seven years until I actually went freelance um but nice. I I managed to sorry this is <laughs> a long intro but uh explains why I do my work and so I'm nearly 40 at the moment, but, um, uh, when I, back when I was, when my, my son was born about six years ago, um, I left that job at the magazine and went fully freelance. I sort of jumped into that world, but, um, and I was taking on anything I could like, yeah, all manner of branding stuff. It was mainly local work yeah, and,
0: and it was, how did you get those first clients? Sorry to interrupt. How did how I get you? those first clients? Yeah, how did you get, yeah, so, how did you get them?
1: Um, if anyone's looking to do the same, I um, when I left my first job, I was really, don't burn any bridges. That's a that's a good bit of advice because <laughs> they gave me a few jobs that were too small for them, but the right size for me. Because when you're an agency, you charge a lot more than you were as a solo person so i had like a a restaurant i was doing regular stuff for and um actually while i was doing some stuff for the magazine i had to do some web design randomly on something and it was um uh there was this site where you could buy i suppose a bit like uh the ones now like squarespace and wix where you but they didn't have like cool templates they just had a basic structure and i for all work, they got this website and they said, could you make it look a bit nicer? So I did. And then the company behind those, the website um, platform said, oh, would you, I'd love to you, you, you to um, build some uh, templates for us so we can, you know. Nice. And so <laughs> randomly I got a job through my job of yeah. like freelancing for them. And that went on for quite a while. So I had those two jobs. So that sort of took up my time and there was like a few small bits here and there. And so when, so there wasn't that sort of going from no days to five days of freelance. It was, I had, I know, I knew I had for like two days, maybe three days. And so it was a case of um, having a bit of a buffer, like maybe two months, three months of like finance that if, if I had nothing for that time, I'd be covered, but then I would need some, you know, need to get a job. But um, yeah, once I'd done that, it, yeah, I'd never really advertised. I think it's mainly word of mouth. So people would like I'd do a website, with someone, then someone asked them where did you get your website design, and they'd come to me, and the same sort of logos and brochures and stuff like that. So um, and 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 yeah, I suppose because I'd had a business since uh, for the seven years before I went fully freelance that uh, my name was sort of on google in terms of a local so if they did uh my town and graphic designer i might be one of the first page not like right at the top but i might be there somewhere so i think that really helped um and yeah so i was though i wasn't i didn't feel like i was any any it wasn't like money wise it was just the same as what i was working the job so uh, and yeah um so that that's up to a point and then it sort of changed, or it didn't change sh- straight away. So I'm known for my hand lettering, but I, I've only yeah. been doing it for the past five, six years. And so um, when my son was born, my wife chose to watch Downton Abbey while she fed our son in the evenings. Um, and I wasn't really that fussed about watching Downton Abbey. You know, some people like period dramas, but I'm I've, I'm, I'm more an action film. So um and and so, I thought I just want to do something off the computer. I was so tired of being on the computer; my eyes were tired and my body was tired. Oh no, my mind was tired, but my body was just like, "Oh, you you need to do something physical." Um, and so I just thought I'd learn a craft, do something with my hands, off a computer, something more traditional. And so I cho- randomly chose calligraphy. And yeah, I got a dummy's guide to Clickfee. That was the first thing that came up when I searched for it on amazon because there wasn't really that many courses, online courses at that time. And so that was the only book that really popped up. And so I got that and it suggested some pens I got. And I just, uh, I fell in love with it and then got obsessive with it over the past, over like six months time, just every day without fail, like six months. And um I would, and but the thing is, it's so small, uh, incremental, uh improvements of your of your work that it's hard to see you're getting better and you need that motivation to keep going so i use instagram as my like because people were still posting food on instagram at that time and you know what they had for lunch and so mine was like oh, i'll use this as like my you know what letter i had that day so i could look back and see how how i was getting on um, not knowing that there'd be people wanting to see that sort of thing but as i kept posting i get you know, start getting more people commenting, going, "Oh, you know, what pen are you using?" Or I really like you posting your progress, and and yeah, and so I just kept on doing it because I I really enjoyed it and and the interaction with others, and I could see I was getting better, and uh, but I and then over the next year I kept doing that, and it, I was getting distracted with that, um, just doing that rather than. Doing the work I needed to do like the website design stuff and I really started not liking that part of my business and so I um so yeah I was just getting distracted like my priority every day was social media posting rather than actually doing my work which was at the time was like well, what are you doing you need to earn some money you've got a family of four um uh but I yeah kept posting and then that meant my audience kept growing because i was consistent i was there like every day monday to friday and also what happened was my instagram feed became my portfolio of work so then agencies who wouldn't have used me as a graphic designer because they have graphic designers in them uh needed custom lettering um yeah, so they yeah. got they came and got me because i was now specializing in a niche so after like a year and a bit, I got like my first branded client, which was Speedo, the swimwear brand. And so a designer from that agency, who own that and do all the uh, the design for them, said, "Do you want to come and we need some custom lettering some, uh, over some pictures of, of of people wearing our swimwear?" And so I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like amazed because I was thought I was only going to be working for like you know Joe Blogs, the builder. Um, or you know whoever locally but this was like first like London and it was a brand and I was like wow this is amazing um, so and so yeah so I, I could see the potential but the thing is that that wasn't really bringing me any money in lettering for ages um, so <laughs> at the same time I was um, uh, I set up a shop on a place called Creative Market and I st- and part of the lettering thing was also I had a an interest in um, typography. So I would make like vintage logo templates. And those um, like designers could buy and they could put their own stuff in it. And then, you know, say, you know, use them in their professional sense. And yeah. and I yeah, I did that. And I got like a couple of hundred pounds per month because I'd like quite a lot of sets on there. And I thought, oh, this is brilliant. You know, a couple of pounds per month. That sort of, it's a tiny little bit you know, that comes in every month. Yeah. Um, but then I started to s- to do like um, packages that were uh, based in Photoshop that would take specifically your lettering and add some like stamp like textures or grungy images, grungy textures onto it. Um, so it wasn't like a final end product. It was something that gave that person the, s- the tools to get, to do something to their work, to achieve something, it looks like they've done it themselves and looks mm. like sort of old and worn and stuff like that. And that, my first product that I released, because it was something I was using in my own work and people were asking for it and they were like, well, if they're asking for it, maybe I can make it into a product. And so I did. And then it went to like number one on the whole store and that literally transformed my income overnight. And over, and so I thought, that's it, I'm going to plow straight into this sort of passive income, side project, having an online store and I, but it took quite a while. Like it took like another six months to a year to get rid of all my other work, like my website work and uh, all the stuff I'd committed to. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after like that year, I was literally just uh, doing lettering and it was supported by my passive income from specifically creative market sort of, and the products I was doing awesome. there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the sort of a long version of me and how I got started and, um, yeah, that's all. yeah. And I've just been continuing sort of doing that, uh, since then really sort of either releasing products that enable people to achieve certain things more. So now it's based around helping people with their lettering and specifically in, um, on the iPad pro, uh, designing brushes designing grids to help people compose stuff and stuff like that so yeah i they they seem to be the products that i i enjoy most making and they seem to be the ones that are most popular because they're not like an end product they're not just like a final uh i don't know picture of a plane or
0: you know of some lead yeah, or yeah. whatever that may be so yeah giving them giving the people that sort of uh- the means to go on and create something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, it gives
1: them the, like my, like my process to be able to come up with a product was looking at Pinterest, seeing something that really amazed me and then reverse engineering it into something that, cause you know, not everyone has the skills and I, you know, I didn't really have the skills to make this cool effect. And so it was a case of seeing that effect working out how it was done usually searching on google to find a tutorial on something and then making it into a product that someone else could use and that and i had to make sure it was enough instructions and it was simple enough that anyone could pick it up you know they just got a demo of photoshop they've never used it before they could you know go through the stages and get that effect so and that's what sort of be my my thing with my products and has really helped them is just making sure that, that anyone can pick it up and sort of use
0: it really. So, so they're still available on creative market and
1: yeah. Yeah. So they all on Creative market or they're on my store. Uh, I do a lot of work with another site called design cuts where you can get my products as yeah. well. Um, and so that is still my, that still is my main income source. Um, and helps and has definitely helped me I know that you know a lot of people want to do lettering um, and I think there's only a handful of people who can do it full time just based on the income just from lettering Uh, I was very blessed that I had this side passive income that was um, you know as long as I kept releasing products to keep topping that up it was has always supported my my lettering obsession and um, you know I, I have got jobs uh, quite a variety of jobs with my lettering stuff, but um, it meant that I could also be a presence on Instagram and also start building a YouTube channel and stuff like that. So it has been real uh, blessing to my business to be able to do that. So it, it wasn't something I planned. It was always just, I fell into it and I was like, oh, I really like making products that help people. And I'll keep doing that. And I had like a run of two years where I was doing it, like releasing a product every three weeks, um, Cool. slow down quite a lot now because it's just like, you know, sometimes you just run out of ideas. But I think I had like a sort of creative sprint and uh had all these ideas and now I'm like, oh, I, they're not as uh not coming as quickly, but now I'm I suppose I'm trying to develop them more. I'm trying to um yeah build up my other platforms as well. So I've not just based on one income source, but I'm sort of spreading it over like a like six or seven different streams so that not one if one because the thing is that i see the um how like a company can disappear overnight just yeah, like yeah. that and i'm like oh that could be the same you know you either be bought out by someone else or they change the structure overnight or they just disappear or the face the plant because of you don't know about like the money troubles that they're in and i did I don't want that to, to, to happen to my business. So I'm trying to make sure that I have multiple arms to my business. If one gets broken, they still supports mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and especially with, yeah, especially with having, uh, yeah, four of us in my family and I'm the main earner and having a mortgage and all the bills you've got to pay, it's, you need that sort of, sort of security and, um, yeah, less to worry about, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Is is that something you started doing before you knew Dustin or is or that after like, is well it, me, it or? Uh, so me and Dustin
1: sort of started on uh, the creative market platform at the same time, doing exactly the same things with the sort of logo templates. And actually we were like, we were quite rivals at a time because <laughs> we were like, he would release a product. I release a product. And they were yeah. quite similar, you know, they were different, but quite similar in the terms so of they were, both based in Photoshop, they're both trying to do sort of like retro vintage effects um but then i well, I got to a point where the sort of lettering had really taken off and i'd my um i wasn't i was i was interested in the vintage stuff, but it wasn't really my main focus where for Dustin it was, and he was had started to build it everything around that sort of retro vibe with his um retro supply and and so i then just started doing anything that would help uh people do stuff with their lettering or their typography and so i ventured off into sort of doing like watercolor effects in illustrator and uh like um what did i do then oh then i went into the fonts as well um not specifically like vintage ones but then just into general whatever i fancied making uh, and and that definitely uh, you just the thing is with me i have this sort of personality where i get obsessive over a certain style or some technique for a little bit and then i have to change and i can't stay you know some people have one style that they're known for um and that's it they can just spend the rest of their life doing that i i struggle with that and so i i do do it for a period of time and it might be why I got obsessive with the calligraphy for like six months, but luckily that turned into something that I could um, uh, I could utilize in my business and try out different, you know, that's, if you look at my feed, you'll see that I there's not like a one running style, but it's mainly made up of me experimenting with different pens, um, different objects, uh, anything I can use to write, uh, big, small. Um, my current obsession is doing mural design, uh, mural letting. Um, so I'm quite into that, but I'm sure that will change down the road. Uh, I just know that that's it. the more I've got to know how I work and how I function has really helped me into thinking, oh, okay, that, that's okay that you're not doing that, or it's different from what other people are doing. It just helps me. and And I think hopefully that's what my I suppose audience especially on Instagram have come to realize that I'm it I will never settle down with one look I wish I could sometimes because you know you people people especially like with the illustration they buy or they you know hire you for a certain look whereas for me it's just like um yeah what I'm experimenting with and yeah and that can be quite random or it can be quite sensible but um it's usually something different so yeah
0: is that is that where keeping it sort of interesting for you as well obviously do you ever get days where you're like i don't really want to do hand lettering anymore or do you ever get any hard hard thoughts like that yeah
1: because i suppose the downfall of something that was actually your hobby to start with then turns into a a career and something that earns money as well means that some days when you're just not feeling it and it's the ideas aren't coming stuff like that but you have to do it to earn the money it becomes a bit yeah. of a slog and you're like i just want to um i uh, I just want to like do something that i can control and i can go from a to b because like with design in any form of art you just don't know where the journey will take you you don't know where b is it could not be b it could be like why it could be z or whatever you, you know so, and sometimes you don't don't actually get there because you just get stuck and um and so yeah there are days and i'm just like oh, I'm just, and especially when i'm tired and i i can't think of anything and i like really could do with posting something to, to social media and like it, it literally feels like my um i like my my mind is like a a western with a tumbleweed going through, and there's just nothing there.
0: Yeah,
1: and you're like, and and then you start going like, will I ever get any ideas? Will like, is this it? Is this gonna? And so normally when that happens, I have to just do something completely different in terms of like, um, maybe I go out to the, um, I go out to like a charity shop and I find an object to draw on or something to use as a, a, a writing instrument, or I might go into the art shop and find some, a brush I've never used before or um, some medium that's completely new to me and try something out and see, see how that happens. Cause the thing is it's, it's, it's just getting back into that momentum uh, and just trying saying and being, I, I, sometimes I can play for a whole day, and I have nothing to show for it at the end. But I needed that day of just trial and error of getting it either out of my head or just getting it back into the momentum of creating and stuff like that. So but sometimes like I've had like I've, this year's been really hard in terms of I at least you get a couple of weeks and I'm just like I just really I really struggled to come up with anything creative um you, you sort of doubt your skills sometimes um like anything i draw i think that's just rubbish <laughs> and why would that's anyone... when you're at
0: other people on social media.
1: yeah and even you know i i've got a big audience on instagram but i still look at other people's work and i go oh, that is amazing you know mine's never going to be that good and
0: oh uh, how do you, it's... you deal with that that's quite, that's quite hard to look like, especially coming from someone who looks up to to someone like you, if I look up to someone like you, which I do and someone is so amazing and then find out you, you're doing the same thing. You're looking at someone else and thinking that's hard and that's really good work. And how can I get there?
1: I mean, that, yeah. that's sort of
0: a conversation with Dustin and like, but, but how do you get over it? How do how do you start thinking about your own work and sort of praising yourself and getting over that? Um, I think, um,
1: it's, um, I, one of the biggest things is sleep because that always makes me, and it's quite hard because like my kids are not very good at sleeping. And so <laughs> that's good. And so I know sometimes I've come to know that if some days I'm thinking a certain thing, cause I'm tired and I can't rationalize why I'm thinking something. Uh, and I'm just thinking the worst, like my worst rubbish look at this person. Why is it all good for them? And why are they just, you know, nailing it. And I think um one I come to realise we all go through these seasons where we're like we're not like you know, even if are good at a job, we don't we go through seasons where we do some really stunning work and then sometimes it's just mediocre and then it's stunning again. And then yeah. and we ebbs and flows. And some and then I think, okay, what practically can I do if I'm feeling like this, what practically can I do to help my business maybe? Or can I look at training myself up like I really love and feel and see the benefits of having like um i have like an online um like a skillshare um subscription and i just go on there and i find something like maybe an illustration class and i go through that and try implementing that with my work and seeing if that works sometimes it doesn't most of the time it doesn't but it's just going through that and and maybe you just think pick up one little thing and it just sparks off an idea and and then you get back into that sort of momentum and you're like actually no no you you are alright at what you do <laughs> um and and sometimes you like you don't get any emails in and you're like oh no no one's gonna ever going to hire me again and um but yeah i find that it just is this such a you know mountain valley Sort of thing where, like, sometimes, like, yeah, I might not get any emails of any inquiries of work, and then suddenly I get a flood of them, and like, um, and these opportunities, and I can't all take them all on, and I, I think it's, I like, like with the income of freelance, it's so up and down. The work is so up and down, and how you feel goes up and down, and also the money can actually. I try not to let it affect me, but. I might have a brilliant month last month if this month is rubbish then i feel like oh no every month's going to be rubbish from now on but it's just how it how it pans out you know it's, it's all about the year rather than about the month because you know you, you have better months where you invoice for a lot of work and then you have months where you don't invoice at all and you um just have to know actually you know it's all right it's all right that month covers this month and it's going to be all fine. So it's it's just, it, it's hard because it's all just your mind playing tricks on you and just bringing in these thoughts that um, just not helpful. But um, yeah, like with the comparing with other people's work and stuff like that. It's, and you only see the perfect as well online a lot of the time. And, and that's why I try to show, I really like Instagram stories because I can show my imperfect perfect work. Or I've posted a couple of times where I've tried out something like I wrote on a hat. And it and it just ended up in a big blob. It was supposed to say, like, flow, and it looked like, who? <laughs> I, I, I saw
0: that. Yeah.
1: And so people really appreciate that because it's like, you know, even, you know, they look at someone else and they think, oh, you're just posting perfect work. And I was like, actually, it doesn't always go like that. It doesn't go always to plan.
0: Yeah, I, I guess with, with that that could be the problem with youngsters and social media as well. They always, mm-hmm. especially like young women and, and looking at social media, other people and, and thinking, Oh, I don't look like that. Why don't I look like that? But then bringing it back to design, it's a similar thing. It's yeah. Why, 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 by sort of looking at show reels, it's, it's really terrible for your brain. And, um, and it's good to, I think it's it's good and bad, but is it really, do you think it's really destructive for people to do that all the time? Like if, if you're constantly looking at other people and comparing yourself, how can people, I guess, get off the app, but to stop looking at, I don't know. I was wondering, because you, you that's a really badly phrased, but from someone who's got like loads of followers and, and a big following in the design community and illustration and, and that, how how can people stop doing How can people stop comparing themselves to other people and, and have you got any tips for?
1: Yeah, I expect, yeah, like you say, it's hard because without completely turning off social media, uh, it's hard not to see other people's work. Um, and it's in every part, like, You know, I compare my videos to other people's videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, You know, on Instagram, I compare my stuff. And then even with Facebook, you're like, people only show the best parts of their lives. And so you think, oh, why isn't my life like that? And I I suppose maybe restrict the time you do spend looking at other people's work. Um, Because it's hard, because you also want to try and get some inspiration from other people's work. Mm. And I think sometimes you can over you, you you get to a point where you're getting inspired and then it sort of transitions over I'm getting I'm now comparing and now I'm feeling really bad at myself and it's doing yeah. the opposite to inspire you. So I think limit yourself, which I find struggle. I I, I, I honestly feel like I sometimes addicted to my phone because I'm like, oh I'll just check it. I don't need to.
0: Um, But it's like that, you want want to see if you've got any likes, you want to see if you've got anything that's going on in the world. And uh, here's the thing, you know, my, like with everything,
1: like, you know, my likes and comments might fluctuate quite a lot, because it all depends on whether it it resonates with my audience or not, but um, sometimes the stuff that's got the least amount of likes and least amount of comments has got me work with companies, so... (laughs) So it's a bit of a weird thing because it's like just because something's not popular doesn't mean it, a company won't, you know, they're not, you know, people who are looking. Because the thing is, it's it's changed, you know, over the time I've been in, it used to be case, they'd search for someone on Google and that was the only way of finding a designer. Now you've got like, you know, you Behance, Dribbble, Instagram, Facebook, um, mm. Twitter and uh, the web. And so you've got all these different avenues to get in to see the work and and rather than it just being an art director looking, it might be like asking another designer in the team, can, who do you know? And it might be there on Instagram and they're following a certain designer and that's how they, they find them. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a different way of working, um, of you know, yeah getting jobs and stuff like that. And they're not looking, they're looking for what works with the project, not what is popular because Mm. that doesn't always equate you know what's you know someone who's following someone may have nothing to do with design they just like the look of that whereas in the design world they might have a different view and so Mm. if don't always presume that what what i found hard is that obviously i you have an audience that you're sort of pushing your work out to and um there's um there's making for what you like doing and there's making for what you think's going to be liked which is a, a yeah. bit of a blurry line but and it also makes it really hard to make the work if you're doing stuff that's for because i i yeah because you find that you, you you don't have the same passion if you're doing it trying to get the likes and trying to whereas if your sort of heart and soul into it or it's something that really interests you that really really shows and um and and that's what companies are after or yeah it's 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 hard on social media because it was it's like a popularity contest sometimes um yeah and and then as a graphic designer you're trying to say look how good i am in a in a sort of in a weird way you know because you're wanting people to hire you for this for how good you can make something look and um yeah, it's re- yeah, it's really hard. So, um, going back to your question, yeah. So, it's a limited time. Um, pick and choose the sources that you use for inspiration, so you don't end up comparing, um, right. because you can get overstimulated if you look at too much stuff. So, here, here's a list of sort of stuff I find to inspire me. So, obviously, there is looking on Instagram and stuff like that. But then I find I go down the rabbit hole, hole of um, unending content because you have like the refresh, you pull down and you refresh like the discover page or whatever that may be, which is horrible because it just never ends. And you're like, why am I looking at some cats jumping and missing a roof or something like that? And you're like, I'm supposed to be looking for inspiration for design. Um, so once I have finally got off that, I normally like Pinterest is really good, but at the moment that's turning into a bit of an ad fest and every other pin is an advert. So it's not as good as it used to be and it's not really showing me all the all the content I really need. So it's, uh, I sort of look at the boards I've made with, with the pieces of work I've put on it uh, of other people's that inspire me. And then I have like, um, you know, going for a walk or going for a run, mm-hmm. listening to music. It might be just like some words of a lyric, words of lyrics from a song, but think oh hang on a minute that look really cool if I lettered that in a certain style um I find actually going to bookshops really like the the quality of book covers is really um you know I think people really understand like a custom made book cover now looks stands out if you look at the top sellers you know there's always one that's got some custom lettering on it or it's got custom design or it's been illustrated really beautifully Um, and and so that's really good. And also actually just going around the supermarket has been really inspirational, especially down like, uh, the wines and beers are not that I'm a big drinker. <laughs> it's just that especially down, like like, you have, they're sort of broken off. You have like the, the wines and the champagne and stuff like, that, which is mainly script. Yeah. Um, and then you go down the, um, the ales and the, and the, you know, the sort of the Guinnesses and the, the, the the beer you know the sort of more full bodied beers and you get these really nice hand drawn um vintage style labels um that's really cool and then you've got like the the lagers and the ciders who have these sort of you either got like the sort of really refined uh type like um budweiser and stuff like that um really refined script or sans serif and then you've got like the ciders which are a lot of them are sort of Um, yeah, another sort of hand-drawny, um, uh, oh, and then you've got the whiskies, which have really nice sort of turn of last centuries, um, uh, typefaces. So there's just such a plethora of inspiration just down those aisles. Then you go and look down like the chocolate and confectionery aisles and they have a lot of, uh, you know, if you have an interest in typography, the supermarket is Every, everything has typography on it. So you, you get to see loads of it in the supermarket. And, um, you know, and if you want to get into any of these things, you know, like I've sometimes walked down there and go, I could make a, you know, whatever it may be, a chocolate packet, you know, like yeah. really luxury chocolate. Um, if you want to do that, then just make that the purpose of your feed, you know, mock up, you know, chocolate bars and uh, on shelves so that clients come to you and they're like, actually we need some custom typography for some chocolate bars. And they see that you've done loads of mock-ups um, yeah. and they say, oh, well, these, these are quite
0: good. So, um, but yeah, my, <laughs> because I, think yeah. Out in the real world, then? Do you think getting out in the real world is, uh, is, is better than better than uh, just looking scrolling through social media and Pinterest? Yeah, and I think it's like, uh, there's just something
1: about being stuck in the sort of digital world that there's yeah. something to your brain being able to switch off or not necessarily switch off, but just sort of um, tune it into a different, um, just looking at something from a different perspective. Um, I, I think, you know, that getting off the computer just is so helpful, but it does take a, you know, you, like, you feel, feel like you're being unproductive. but yeah. I think you need to get off it. I think also trying not to force that inspiration as well. Just like actually, you know, playing with different things, trying things out may not work. Don't try not to sweat sweat it. You know, it's it will come, but sometimes not in the sort of time frame that you're after. Because um, yeah. like I sometimes get some amazing ideas just having a shower in the first thing in the morning. So, and that's normally because there's no pressure there because I'm not like oh, I haven't started work yet, and suddenly I have these amazing ideas. Um, system, it? yeah yeah so yeah, yeah and everyone's a- and everyone's different i suppose everyone has the same process of getting inspiration and 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 sometimes it's not the same uh all the time so yeah and just not beating yourself up because I've, i i remember i was on holiday uh, a couple of years ago up um in the north of england and i was at an old railway station because my kids love going on steam engines and they had these posters from like the 1950s, like those travel posters with the really simplified illustrations. I was looking, yeah. I was standing there looking, going, "These are beautiful. I wonder if I can make this into a product." Um, and yeah. but it took me like three months of like you know on and off trial and error, and I finally came up with a product where you could put your own photo in it, and it would turn it into one of those illustrations. Not as good as if someone did it by hand, but it would give you a really simplified uh illustration looking uh image that you could then put some vintage text on it and make your own posters and so it wasn't something i was looking out for it just so happened i was standing right next to it and it was just like oh, hang on a minute this would be cool you know i I quite like the look of this i'm sure there'd be other people that might do you know sometimes i've done that and i've spent ages on a product and no one has ever bought it you know or might be like a handful of people um but you know you just have to try these things and sometimes they they stick and they work and they do well and sometimes they don't but you, yeah that's the whole fun of it i suppose you just don't know if it's gonna gonna pan out
0: being, being creative as well you, you sort of know you walk down the streets and that and you notice things in the back of your head and you think oh, i could do that better and then it never really goes anywhere maybe if you start thinking i could do that better than actually taking it and, and using it as a project as a personal project and uh, mm-hmm. to, to use it and yeah, actually make it better and then maybe even email them the products afterwards and say yeah. that this is what I did just for fun. Hope you like it. Maybe you can use it and pay me for it. Um, yeah. And you cool. never know what happened. You know, sometimes they either,
1: the worst thing is they don't come back to you. Uh, yeah. so the worst thing is they say that's rubbish. Um, but, you know, feeling, I find that I get, I've got more projects from, you know, more uh, maybe business or more uh, interest from stuff I've done off my own back than doing just showing my own work. Cause it used to be the case like I would just post, oh here like I've done another website. And then there'd be yeah. a gap of two months. Here I've done another website. Um whereas actually just purposely saying, okay, I'm giving myself a project, you know, I'm going to um I don't know, design an icon every day for a month. Um and what happens is it it, it it sparks interest from other people, seeing that consistency. Consistency is like one of the best things you can do online, showing up every day. And then having a project where people can see you getting better. People really love being able to look back. I leave all my work on my Instagram feed. So if you scroll back to like the, oh, it goes on for years now. It takes forever. It takes about 10 minutes to get back of my feed. But um, at the beginning, you see you know, my first, Attempts at calligraphy, um, you know. You look at my first attempts at sort of, you know, typography and those vintage logos, and uh, me experimenting with different things and stuff like that. And and the, that's really helpful for me because they need to see that. It, you think about the fitness industry and how big that is. How the best images are those before and after, because people mm-hmm. love seeing the transformation. You see that a lot on art feeds as well, where you get like someone's drawn an eye. Uh, in 2014 and then the 2018 here's the other eye which they've now looks like amazing um show that gives people hope i think and that's what i try and do a lot as well is try and show my you know that it it starts off quite ugly uh in my process it's really rough i always start off with a pencil and a bit of paper even though i do a lot of my work on the ipad that you need to get the reason why I do that is because you have to get out some of the like the cheesy ideas, um, and the rubbish ideas. Because it, um, actually, someone um, uh, I was listening to someone the other day, and uh, he was saying it's like um, sh- uh, shift it sifting for gold, that you know like gold okay. mining where you have to go through a lot of rubbish to find like a tiny mm. speck, and that's the the idea with with sketching and the sketch process is that you're you're creating all these different ideas and most of them like you know sort of like 95% will be rubbish but the more ideas you put out there suddenly you'll see like hang on a minute you look over it and there's one idea that sort of maybe stands out not like a perfectly finished thing cuz like when you find gold it's not perfectly refined you have to go away and do more to it but you get the glimpse you get that glitter glitter or yeah. gleam of um hang on a minute this has the potential and that's usually a case with how I work that I can see the potential and then I can take then I take that idea and then I normally uh, either refine it a bit more on the paper or I then go straight onto the iPad just because all my work is now digital that it just cuts down my process a lot actually you know I do love doing stuff by hands um mm you know, on the analog method, but um, it always ends up digital. So it seems like the iPad sort of cuts out that long lengthy process of having to uh, scan it all in and digitize
0: it when I can just do it straight away. So, yeah, that's, that's a perfect way of describing. It, actually sifting for gold. I've never heard that before. That's really, really good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, <can't>, also... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: it, it gives it like, cause I think people think, Oh, you came up with one idea and it followed through it. Yeah. It was the best idea in the world. Like, Sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes you like with not like know much about gold mining or gold (sighs) thing is that you couldn't go through a lot of it and not find anything at all. Yeah. And and that's quite disheartening, you know. And, but you have to be okay that the the next day you might find something. And sometimes (sighs) posting your progress in trying to find it is actually better than not posting your progress at all because people like seeing like things that work really well is like I did a post where I sort of cut my piece in half showing the sketch and the final thing. Yeah. And people love that because it, they like seeing how it, you know, it's the before and after thing again um, mm. or showing my rough sketches. Yeah. They just love how, cause they want to see that progression because it sort of strips back the whole sort of like, um, all your, amazing i can't get to where you're at but actually right. following a process like that um they can maybe do that and that gives them hope and i and i like giving hope because i don't want people to ever feel that they're not going to ever because i feel that with like click fee and lettering it's not i don't feel that you have to have talent to do it i think mm-hmm. talent is something else that sort of bolts onto the foundation because it's just a muscle memory thing, you know, you're drawing shapes, you know, drawing, um, you know, you're drawing straight lines and you're drawing curves and that's the majority of the shapes that make up these letters. If you think of it in that way, you think, okay, you know, if I practice drawing those shapes enough, it will look good. And that's what happened to me. It was just, you know, in, I don't know if you drive, um, yeah, but you get to a point. There's always a point when you're learning anything, um not that you get like amazing but you get to a point and you can distinctly mem- remember it where you don't think about pushing the accelerator or the yeah. gas pedal yeah. um or changing gear it just comes naturally to you and that's a point with calligraphy where it gets to uh the stage where you just like you- you're still thinking about it but it- there's certain elements that you just don't like part of it is like with script lettering it's the thick and thins of um the downstrokes being thick and the upstrokes being thins and after a while you just don't think about where you have to lift your pen off or you know it's comes so naturally you just do it anyway it's and and for me like i learned doing a traditional style of calligraphy which was quite rigid everything's at the same angle everything's at the on the same baseline um and so I actually find it tr- really tricky to do a sort of like the modern style of calligraphy, which is sort of bouncy. So there's like a bouncy baseline; it goes up and down. Because I just naturally form into that rhythm of everything being like um, not perfect, but everything being symmetrical and locked to a yeah certain way. So um, so if anyone out there has any interest in doing calligraphy, it's something you can you can learn and you can practice. Don't worry about the talent. That's yeah, because that's. Because I suppose for me, the talent part was like, actually, I'm a creative, that's the thing I feel I'm sort of slightly talented at. And that was sort of my bolt on to uh, learning the foundations of calligraphy and the foundations of hand lettering. Um, uh, But I think, you know, other people bring on another element, they might have a a talent in uh, illustration. And so they can, you know, develop that with calligraphy as well. So um i don't feel. yeah i think people worrying about oh you know like you you often get the comment oh you're so talented and i i try and dismiss that in terms of yeah i might have some talent in something um but learning the foundations is something that anyone can do you know like with juggling you know anyone can do it um it's just (laughs) whether you want to put in that time i remember when i first started juggling that I would stand there, and it was so annoying because you just start it, and the balls would fly off everywhere. But you know, if you have that determination to go day in day out, and you're constantly failing, until your yeah. like head and your hands start working together, you'll get there. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's you know, like practicing for a marathon. It's any of these things. It's hard work. It's sometimes not actually that enjoyable but once you get there, you, you feel great and you, you, you know, your body, um, naturally sort of tends to do it. So, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely with making yourself different from other people and obviously seeing everything online and, and looking at other people, um, uh, trying to differentiate yourself That's something you've done a little bit. Uh, how, how can you, what, how, what tips or advice would you give to other people of how they can differentiate themselves? Um, I think what you need to do is
1: inject a lot of your personality into your work, um, which I suppose is quite hard to you know, like. Well, what does that look like? Um, yeah. I and I think um, I suppose for me, my personality is the fact that I can't stick to one style. I randomly use vegetables in my calligraphy, or uh, you know, I write on random objects. You know that's sort of part of what I'm.
0: uh I suppose quite mean. an interesting, random sort of fun person. Yeah,
1: and and, uh, and, and I, I suppose that's what you want to inject into your personality. Find out, okay, what what do I like? Am I a serious person? Am I a, yeah, fun person? So look at your personality traits, and then try and work them into your work. So if it's illustration, and you're like. Uh, yeah you're fun and you're bubbly and you're um yeah maybe loud Then maybe use loud colors maybe use really happy uh illustrations of people if that's what you're doing or animals or whatever they may be so yeah the more you can align it to who you are and how you function and what you're like um then when people see your work they're instantly know you know that's sarah's work because I can just see it in in what she does, and I see that sort of time and again with other people. As you know, because I've been on Instagram for quite a long time, I've seen a lot of other people who've, you know, they go along steadily, and it looks like everyone else's work, and then they realise, oh, actually, this is this is me. This is who I am, and I'm going to put that more on display in my work. And and it instantly sort of changes, and you just like, you know, you scroll through the feed and you just stop and you go, That's whoever's work. I can just tell. Yeah. Um, like you know, examples that like uh, John Contino and his well, yeah. sort of like hand drawn, it's like has like a vintage edge to it, and like you see it, and you're like, I instantly know whose work that is, or um. It might be uh, Jessica Hitch, or it might be Mary Kate McDivitt. You know, you can instantly tell, or um, uh, it's the living with his sort of monoline script. You know, and I think you know that's that's them finding you know putting in their personality and run with it. I think, but it only comes you know if you look at their feeds as well only comes through experimentation you just have to keep pushing stuff out there and it might look rubbish for ages um until you find your stride and find your your look your feel your voice mm-hmm. i suppose that's what i'm trying to say um but yeah. you have to you have to keep posting like i've been on youtube for so 2012 that feels i feel like I, I, I still don't feel like i've completely found my stride I'm still trying to work out which pieces of content I like. uh, I like in enjoy posting or I find I naturally gravitate to and it because it takes me a long time to do a video. So I need to find the thing that I can do well and quickly and get the content out there that people enjoy. Um, And I'm still searching for that, but, I don't want to use that as an excuse, you know, to not post. Um, yeah. cause it takes so long to build, uh, an audience online that you, you can't just sit around like waiting. It has to be like, you know, post, post, post two years down the line. Maybe you might get some interesting work. Um, and, uh, and that's, and that's not really ho- easy to hear because people want things instantly, you know, like yeah. Amazon, you know next day delivery sort of thing you know <laughs> social media is still a long-term game and um you have to spend a couple of years just not realizing you know you might get something before that but you have to realize that it's actually putting in a lot of work with no response from anyone yeah. or any companies um but having that consistency will bring uh, you know and hard work will bring um through at the end of it really
0: yeah. Is, is that something we've been thinking about with YouTube? Is it, have you got like a strategy or some, or a plan you're sticking to? Or is it just whatever comes and goes, I, trends? I literally just like, um, but my whole strategy for the whole
1: of this thing is, uh, oh, I don't really have strategies. I'm not particularly good at strategizing stuff. I just think I'll keep posting. Hopefully at some point it will work out. Because like um, it's only been in the past couple of months yeah, on over the past six months on like Instagram, where I actually got um, some sponsored posts for like Instagram stories. Gosh. Um And that's, you know, with posting for the past five years. Uh And so only now that I finally make some money from it. Not that that was my intention, but with YouTube, it's like, I can see the value of, me putting out content, even though it, it, you know, it takes me like two days to do a video. Um, but I can see, like in this month was the first month I actually got some sponsorship from someone like a sponsored video. And uh, still doesn't cover the amount of time I spend on it. It's,
0: yeah.
1: um, like it's a step in the right direction. And, yeah. I, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities that have come from from social media. Um, with sort of companies like Adobe um, and with Apple. But that was only because I'm not worried about my return on the investment of putting stuff out there that I don't actually, in I don't directly earn money from me posting. Um, my products, sometimes, you know, if I'm featuring, like I'm using uh, some brushes I use on the iPad, that may lead to some sales of it. But a lot of the time it's just like, here's me doing some click free no i don't expect anything to come of it it's just that i like posting and sharing um and i think uh i think now i'm finally seeing some fruit of all that time i've spent doing it um yeah. and uh yeah i really appreciate it. but then i still need to keep doing that to keep that momentum up so um yeah it's it's, it's a tricky one because like I'd love to be able to give some tips where people can start earning some money through it right now, but it, 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 it's a case of like actually start now and think long term. You know, it's it's this sort of um, it's like um, with uh, I suppose stocks and shares. Not like I've ever done it, but you can't expect something after two weeks of like investing in some
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: shares with Amazon or something like that you have to think, okay, I'm going to put this money in it, leave it, see what happens in three, four five years time and see if that actually, I, you know, I earn some money and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And it, it's, it's being okay with that. But obviously at the same time you need like a, a revenue stream as well. So for me it was having that passive income. So yeah, I recommend getting a store, getting your own store, um, And selling like digital products is just so much easier than physical products. So think of things, have a look, um, you know, around Instagram, see what people are saying in the comments. See if there's anything you can create that will help people out who are struggling. Push out content as quickly and as fast as you can daily, if possible, or weekly. I only do like once a week videos for YouTube. Uh, Show your process if you don't know what to post. That's the yeah. sort of things I can recommend
0: doing. There's a really good point of uh, don't compare yourself to people on the on a, on a higher up ladder or with, so basically, anyway, I, I don't know how to I butchered it, but basically so I'm, if I compare myself to you, you obviously got a lot more experience in graphic design, a lot more uh, time under the belt. And, and that's why you're a lot better than me. That's why that you, that's why they, if you're on the same ladder, then that's why you're on a higher peg. Uh, and if that's the problem with social media I think is that people are comparing themselves to other people that have already done stuff and they haven't I think that's one of the main problems that I mean I struggle with it I I struggle a lot Um, and just yeah finding a ways to get around that and um, wondering how patient I should be and and what should I change when so with YouTube stuff I've probably been doing it for two years but then again I'm a a young designer who hasn't really uh, hasn't really got a lot of experience and probably doesn't know what he's talking about all the time that's why i'm getting that's why i am doing this podcast so he's talking to better people about yourself and hopefully people will learn from the people i'm talking to and mm-hmm. uh eventually i'll learn from them and, and that'll gain credibility and yeah hopefully it grows they grows together but definitely and the uh, thing is there's always i think yeah because we compare
1: people and say oh why aren't i in that position but we're all on different levels and like but Yeah, if we're on a different level, there's always someone who's just starting out and there's always someone who can benefit from whatever you're teaching, whatever you're gonna say, whatever you're posting, you know, there's always a learner. Um, Mm. It will always be learners because there's always people coming up, there's always people coming out of school or people, um, you know, getting to a place where they like have just found out about design or whatever it may be. And so, and, and the, yeah, the Instagram, you know, people with like Lamborghinis, you know, (laughs) sort of sitting there and you're just like, well, why haven't I got that? And the thing is you don't see that, that either one, they've like, you know, been working since they were like a, are they five, you know, (laughs) trying to get that and they've sacrificed a lot or they're in a privileged position where they, you know, they have like, they come from a rich family yeah you know it's it's and yeah it's 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 all too easy just to fall in the trap of like well, well why why aren't i gonna you know, life's rubbish you know and then feeling bad about yourself and your situation but once you feel happy and content if you can feel happy and content what you are now it will mean that you'll feel happy and content if you do get to a better or you feel is a better place otherwise once you get to a better place you still won't feel happy and content so you know i, I look at my happiness and i don't I, am i happier now because i'm slightly more well known and i have a big audience i i don't think it's any different from when i was right uh when i was just starting out you know I just, um i think there's certain things that change and they're like there's the pressure to perform if you go, on you know to to be there and to have a certain level of expect- expectation on you that yeah. I put on my own shoulders. <laughs> so, um, but looking at my happiness, you know, it's it's as long as it's not based on the money you earn and the status in online. I think you know you're going to be content with whatever. I think um, I think a lot of people see that and think, oh, I'll be happy when I get um, yeah you know, a million followers or whatever it may be. Um, but it doesn't really work that like, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right. So that's the last three questions I ask everyone, uh, moving on okay. to that. Uh, first of all, what's your best bit of advice for creatives? Um, I find,
1: it's probably been said quite a lot, but the high creativity is like a muscle that you just have to keep exercising. Yeah. I like so exercise... I exercise like once a month. I go, I do kickboxing for fitness. Nice. And, um, we do this one part where we have to, we look like ballet dancers. Cause we're doing like, we're on the on the bar on the side, doing like, high, like lifting our legs to the side. Yeah. Just because yeah, some of the moves are kicking, but you have to stretch your muscles out. And every week I'm just like really sore. And it's mainly because I don't do everything during the week. And so my body's like, gone into a bit of shock what i need to do is sort of like stretch out throughout the week but Mm. i um yeah it's definitely something that has to be exercised every day um giving yourself just a time limit i think you know i i i really had to work fast in the beginning because i had to get other jobs done even though i was prioritizing social media create something post it you know don't worry about it just keep that doing day and, and if you're struggling what to do give yourself a project um yeah. there's lots of those like inktober and um there's lots of uh things that are there to help you um you know, do a to z you know do a different letter of the alphabet or do a um draw a different animal every day whatever it may be give yourself a project if you need something to motivate you um uh so that's one advice uh get an accountant that's another one if yeah. you're a freelancer <laughs> get an accountant that was like the best thing I've ever
0: done um uh, yeah that's <laughs> kind of, actually, yeah no one likes doing accounts no one likes doing the money <laughs> side I think no and it <laughs> like you think our oh, outlay I oh, know it's
1: like when I first started using accountant, it was like about three hundred pounds you think you know quite a lot of money just for someone to file your tax return or whatever it may be yeah. but the amount well, there's two things happen one they save you a little more money because they know they know the ins and outs and what you can like oh you can claim for that coffee you mm. bought when you were working somewhere <laughs> uh, uh, like and all those different elements Um, And also takes the stress out of it. So I still have to get all my bits ready, but giving it to them and they go through the whole thing and then they just say, this is how much you owe me. And this is how much you owe the tax man. um, That's really helpful. But that's obviously only applicable to people who do. um, The thing is, I think a lot more, even employed graphic designers are doing freelance stuff. Whether that's um, to, you know make ends meet or because they want to start doing their own their own thing uh word of mouth is still it's weird it's word of mouth is still the most popular form of promote uh, self promotion um, and relationships uh, relationships and collaborations can bring some amazing projects and amazing opportunities so try and Uh, meet up with people uh like like we were speaking earlier about conferences that um we've both been to the same one over in the states and just how good that is nothing beats like face-to-face meeting yeah um you know it's really good like like doing this with you but it's just something slightly different i mean it's actually in person rather than over the computer um and just more of a energy that you get being next to someone yeah. yeah And just how many ideas you can spark off, Uh, you know, something that's, even though location doesn't really matter these days, I still live in a little country or a little town. Um, So I do sometimes feel that it's a little bit harder to get that because there are some local designers I sort of meet up with, but, you know, there's so many of those like uh, creative mornings in London, I just can't get to because it's like an hour and a half s journey just to have a you hear a half an hour talk um but yeah you know being near our cities is is really good to, to to get that sort of you know there's always something going on maybe a uh you know an evening event and stuff like that but and also especially like for me i'm i feel more, i'm more of an introvert it's it's quite hard to go into a place and chat to people some people find it like really easy i find it quite hard But I push myself to do it, yeah, Um, yeah, because I know the benefits of. You might meet someone they they say what they do, and you're like, I've been looking for that. You know, trying to get into contact with that sort of person for ages, or, you know, you talk about what you do, and they go, Oh, you know, let me take your your details, and, and I might have a project for you. And and I think you know, I think the internet really clouds the fact that actually relationships personal relationships are really good for business.
0: Yeah, yeah they are, networking events are really good. Yeah, um, I have to move you on to the next question, which is, uh, what's your best purchase under a hundred pounds? Well, that's quite a tricky one. Um, <laughs> can I give a few
1: examples? Uh, really decent bag to keep all your tech in. Like, cause nice. when I go like, if I go off to London to do a project or wherever it may be, or a meeting, like, I need to take my laptop and my iPad um, and all the necessary chargers and mm. a battery bank because uh, you can never, for some reason, can't... Like, you know, I get halfway through the day and my phone's nearly run out, even though I charged it up until the morning. So, and, you know, this place to keep me cables and stuff like that. That's really useful. I've only just really got one of those. Um, I can't think of anything I really use day in, day out that costs that little... <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like a load, yeah. but like all the stuff I use is mainly um Mac related. Which you can't get anything yeah. Mac related under 100 pounds. Even the Apple Pencil used to be under 100 pounds. Now it isn't. So um That'd actually, probably for this, which is <laughs> which is simple. It's just like a. If you can see it, the visual, it's a, um, a mobile phone holder because a lot of my content oh, yeah. is made on a mobile phone, and so I have a, a ball head mount uh so i can get any angle and uh, a mobile phone holder which can be turned at any angle so like when you're um things i found out while i'm doing uh if you're looking to do instagram and trying to use that platform certain things work better than others one is like um like if you're showing yourself doing a process record your hand doing it so like some people post um, procreate do a time lapse in their app but actually what ber- works better is actually filming yourself just writing on the ipad because people want to see um, how you're using it how you're holding a pen stuff like that uh, video works so so well so if you can record yourself doing it people love video yeah. um, uh, Make you know, um, doing overhead shots and adding elements that are relevant to what you're doing in really works well. Having your hand in it um, uh, and just making them nicely laid out, and so and that's where that mobile phone holder comes in. And I normally use if you want a quick desk setup, get a cheap microphone arm that bends up and down, the ball mount, and a microphone, a, a mobile phone holder, and then you've got a perfect set up for uh yeah overhead photography which is what uh, literally majority of the stuff i do on instagram is based around so you don't need much expensive equipment for content creation actually it's so much easier doing it on your mobile because because instagram's a mobile only platform you yeah. otherwise i have to like i have to open it up on my mac and have to get it onto my mac in the first place from whatever device i'm using then i have to go into sort of like i know premiere pro which is not the quickest process, whereas on my phone I just have an app that sort of like speed that up. That's about it. <laughs> Post it to Instagram, and when you haven't got much time, that that really helps. And yeah, that's probably my best set of purchases. Yeah, that's good. Of of how often they get used and how um, much they yeah help my business. So um, uh,
0: yeah. What's uh sorry, how do you want to remembered is the last question. Um someone uh I
1: suppose like an encourager, someone who's encouraged others to do what I do. I don't want to be like, Oh look what I do, no one else can do what I do. I like I I get really actually the the biggest thing is when people say, Oh my son and daughter has taken up because they've seen some of your videos you know I've often bump into like some parents and they're like oh they'll be watching your youtube better and now they've got a, they're starting to letter awesome. um like my, my my um my kids love the fact of what i do and i try and encourage them oh no i don't force them into it they just like doing they see what i do and the enjoyment i get out of it and and doing what i do so um yeah i just as someone who sort of encouraged others to pick up a pen pick up a pencil and just uh, get creative really awesome
0: yeah that's fantastic i think i mean you've encouraged me to to get out of there and, and be a bit more creative like you say and, and try different materials and i've I've looked, obviously looking at your feed you've got cars and other things going involved and I've, i really want to start like i've got the blue deer in the background i want to get that hand lettered but i know i'm not good enough so i might get it well i don't know how going to get it to you or, or someone that can do it but uh, or even try and do it myself one day one day That's yeah give yourself that you know target um
1: uh the, you know what you can what i do is if i'm doing something on an object um i i use my um i use the ipad i take a photo of it and then i just mock it up on that so you know you or you use your phone and you use just an app on that and just and trial it you know you can um and just try it out maybe that can be your like mission to get you know get better there's actually funny enough i've got a tutorial on youtube of how to write inside a deer so nice so uh have a look at that and then you know uh have a go yourself and then if you want to show me and me to help you uh um you know get it as good as it can be. So, you, you know, cause it, you know, if you look at that and you can, you can see that when it's good, you know, look at your videos uh, of your podcasts and then you suddenly like it appears one day and it's got lettering on it. You can say, well, uh, you know, that was that point where it turned and I, you know, I became a hand lettering, uh, of
0: the artists. So Absolutely. that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Uh, well, finally, where can people find you and say hello and, and sort out your, all your stuff and have a look? Yeah. So, um,
1: I'd like to say that my handle is Ian Barnard or everything, but I wasn't quick enough to certain things, so. But um, yeah, if uh, in most things, just search Ian Barnard um, and I'm on there. Um, and you normally see my my face with a cap on. Um, uh, yeah, Ian Barnard, I like, I've got a few websites because I've still got like, uh, I'll, here's, here's a quick tip at the end. Uh, something that a guy called Chris Spooner, I don't know if you know him, um, he has a blog, uh, he's a designer and he gives away tutorials, stuff like that. And he's been doing that for like, since the turn of the internet. And uh, he once mentioned that you need to give away, like design stuff and give it away uh, over a period of six months and you will start to see uh, something happen. I was like, oh, I'm up for a challenge. So I started doing like vectors. I was really into sort of vector doing whatever it may be i once like did like pepper pig i like redrew it all in vector just to see if i could and i thought i'd just give these things away and uh i did yeah i did some icons or i might do some like um like splatters of paint in vector yeah and so i did lazy things just kept putting away uh on one of my sites and uh i think i still regularly get ten thousand uh like page views of people coming to that site so i haven't got rid of it just because it's such wow. a good traffic yeah. source so i recommend trying that you know give work away for free um just make it give it away you know it might be some icons you know something you obviously like some of the stuff that inside i suppose turned into my shop where i the sort of more premium stuff i i sold but if you've got a passion for something then just sort of give it away because then that just draws traffic as another traffic source what you're trying to do is here's you and you don't want just one source of traffic coming in because that is quite slow you want it sort of like you know you might have um if you give out all this work you might have a pinterest coming in you might guest blog somewhere or you might be on a podcast um Mm. just get all these things and then there's more feelers to get into where you are so um yeah uh, yeah, so I recommend just setting up a site and just maybe find out what you what you love creating, it might be illustrations or something like that. Just create some sort of small illustrations that you can give away for free. Um uh and then what happens is people share it or other design sites might pick up on it and and feature you. So awesome. anyway, there there you go.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks for giving me all and this. Thank time you for having
1: well. me. I always uh I always love uh speaking about what I do and uh um, because like, yeah, I think something else that people really um, have hope in is the fact that I was 30, 35, 36 when I first started doing the lettering thing. So it wasn't like I was, you know,
0: Not long born really.
1: and I was like with a pencil in my hand. It, You know, I didn't really draw that much when I was young. Yeah. And it wasn't until like late teens I figured out what I really wanted to do. And that still changed when I got to sort of mid 30s. So I uh, still hope when you get a bit older. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. You're welcome. It'd be a pleasure.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please do share it on social media. Share the love around. It really helps the show. Also, you can become part of the Creative Waffle Club by just leaving a review on iTunes and I'll get you a Creative Waffle pin badge out to you in the post. Once you do leave a review, send me a message on social media and we'll get it sorted out. Thank you very much, really appreciate your support as always, and I'll see you in the next episode.